enough to talk about on both shows. Enough to sink our teeth into. And ha 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 What? <laughs> Apples and Apples, the podcast where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not you like a planned birthday party or a surprise birthday party, because today is a very, very special day, as today is the birthday of my main man, the one, the only, like, may, may I, may I? The man of the hour, the man with the power, too sweet to be sour, cream of the crop, rice to the top. Your boy Shades. It's his birthday today, y'all. So, what do you prefer? Planned or surprise? Uh, I'm more of a surprise. Right? I'm more surprised. I love a surprise birthday party. Uh, but if the surprise is trash, you know, like... But it's the effort, though. Although, uh, 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 like, a, a floundering surprise really just takes the life out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> As always, you are catching us on... SoundCloud.com slash grapples and apples. That's grapples on number two. Mm-hmm. Apples, if you don't want to catch us on SoundCloud, you might be on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcast. As always, I've already introduced the birthday boy Shades. I am Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be. Baby, that's who I be because that's who I is. You forgot one of the, the names. Which, which one did I forget? You forgot Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself. <laughs> The I very forgot. sensual. You're right, you're right, I'm sorry. I'm the sorry. very toy. You're right, you're right, I'm sorry. I'm just so glib. I'm so glib. So, I'm so glee. It's your birthday, man. It is. I get more hype is. for your birthday than I do my own. Every year, never fails. Yeah, um. And vice versa. I mean, I'm more ha- like, excited about your birthday because, you know, it forces me to branch out and do things that I don't usually like doing, like, <laughs> like last year karaoke. karaoke. But if you didn't notice. Huh? This year, 2019, uh-huh. your birthday landed on Tuesday when yeah. we had the podcast. Oh, we yeah. switched to Fridays. Landed on your birthday. Landed on my birthday. Well, what do you know? I think I think you switched. Are, are we the, birthday chasing? I think I think I think we're birthday chasing. <laughs> I mean, I, I had everybody trying to kiss the ring today. I'm like, yo, it's my birthday. Kiss the ring. <laughs> so, as always, we got plenty of wrestling to talk about today, guys. I mean, we're not here to talk about birthdays. We can do that all day, but that's not what we're here for. We got some NXT UK matches announced. We got some some superstars that are going to be probably spending the rest of their lives together, or a few months. Uh, we have some big news about NXT moving to a possibly live setting. We have a legend scheduled for a new date. We got some Raw. We got some SmackDown. Let's get to it, y'all. Yo, Shades, ring that birthday bell, birthday boy. So, non-WWE news. Very short, very simple. <laughs> just how I like it. <laughs> LAX, Santana, and Ortiz have had their farewell match for Impact Wrestling. Or is it just Impact now? Or is it I think it's Impact Wrestling. It's Impact Wrestling now. Yeah. Okay. It's, you know, they're changing the name know, every five minutes. TNA, Impact, GFW, who knows? So they had their farewell match. Yes, sir. Superstars crowded the ring, gave them the uh, the old curtain call. Yep, yep, yep. But now, this begs the question: Do they go to WWE? False. Or 
or do they go to AEW? So I think the reason I'm pretty sure they go to AEW for one reason and one reason only. Mm-hmm. And one of their shows, I forget which one, they have a, a match slated where Jericho is going to be teaming with a mystery tag team. Okay. So to me, that's just two plus two equals LAX. Okay. I mean, they can throw a little swerve in there, though. For sure. For sure. I just feel like it's an easy way to just, here's your LAX. What was that sound? Oh. Oh, not, not, that wasn't that. Was, oh. yeah, never mind. That, and that is for the <laughs> non-WWE news. Very, very quiet. Yeah, not a lot, not, not much going on. You know, with um, the New Japan uh, G1 Climax just wrapping up, mm-hmm. they're kind of setting into the next thing, which is going to be the J-Cup, and then we have, you know, next week is going to be the Day of Wrestling. So everyone's kind of just gearing up for that, I guess. There's not a lot going on. However... Over at Titan Towers. Big news that I want to talk about. First thing, let, let's go over the little news first, and then we'll go for the big one. Mm-hmm. So first, Mark Calloway, you poor, poor, poor old man. You poor old man. Looks like he's set for an appearance at WWE SmackDown when they come to Madison Square Garden. This is going to be the first time that a SmackDown and a Raw are going to take place live from Madison Square Garden in, I believe, over a decade. So, Taker will be there. Poor man. I wish they just let him rest in peace. No I said it in my head. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I they just they just won't let him rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> uh, secondly, this is the news that just broke yesterday. That's annoying, and I don't care. Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are engaged. Woohoo! They'll be divorced in three years. Um. Yeah, anything you wanna you wanna touch on that? You wanna say anything about that? About this engagement? Who's the man in the relationship? Well, they're both of the man. You know, because the way Michael Cole spins it, it's like it's Becky Lynch, and then it's Becky Lynch's boyfriend. <laughs> not even Seth. He's not. He's the Universal Champion. He's not even individual. He's just <laughs> Becky Lynch's boyfriend. I think it might actually be Becky Lynch, her Raw W, her Raw Championship, then Seth Rollins. As the boyfriend. No, I think it's her, herself at the top. Right. Beating Ronda Rousey. <laughs> world Women's Champion. <laughs> Seth Rollins all the way down. All the way down, all the way down, all the way down. I saw this and I was like, Mazel Tov, a lot of, uh, you know, when wrestlers get married, it's very rare that they stay together. Right. But they do look happy. I mean, listen, we don't know the extent of their relationships. <laughs> you know. And you're only doing that because now Becky Lynch is officially, officially off the market. Yeah, but I mean, but it's Seth Rollins though. Like, not even a guy can get behind. Like, all right, Becky, I see you. Like, no, nah, it's Seth. It's Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins. Ugh. What are I gonna say about this? I don't know. I, I'm done with this. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. What worries me is they kind of when they first went public, the WWE used it in their storyline. Then once. They finished the whole Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin thing, both of which have not been on TV since the feud ended, by the way. Mm-hmm. Now they've gone back to being their own separate characters. Now that they've made their engagement public and WWE acknowledged it because they said congratulations, blah, blah, blah. Yep, they tweeted Are it out. we going to see this back on TV? It's possible. Because I don't need to. You know what it's, I mean? It's like, possible. I don't want this back on my TV. I can. That's my biggest concern with their engagement. I can definitely see like a mixed tag match and... 
Becky getting hurt and like, hey, that's my wife or something like that. It's like, oh, that's so corny. Someone posted something like um, a meme saying that we're going to get the same thing as Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Oh, we're going to get the... The uh, wedding. Oh, my God. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want this. The match I don't made want in this. heaven. I don't want this. It's one thing when you kayfabe marry, like when they had Steph and Test, and, you know, we're turning to Steph and Triple H. Yeah, Steph and Triple H. You know, uh, what was it, Lita was... Uh... Lita and Kane. Yeah. Edge and Vicky. Right. So it's Dolph one, and Vicky. It's one thing when you do kayfabe, but when you take someone's actual life and their love, their love life and throw it into a story, I don't, I really, I don't know. I don't know. I made my piece. Let's move on, shall we? Two big pieces of news. Next one. The WWE has decided to launch a podcast network with Endeavor Audio. Now, I think this is big because podcasts are blowing up. Mm-hmm. Every one of their mother has one now, including us, obviously. And I feel like this is them trying to get a bit of that Stone Cold podcast, that uh, Talk is Jericho podcast, some mm, of that, you uh, know. Bruce Pritchard's uh, Bruce podcast. Pr- yeah, um, was it Wrestle, something to wrestle with Bruce uh, Pritchard. Like, they're, they're, it's a lot of these wrestling podcasts. Sean, um. Sean Waltman. His podcast does big numbers. Uh, was it, uh, one, two, three, sixty, or something like that. Something X-Pac, like that. One, yeah, two, yeah. three, sixty, or something like that. That does big numbers. Yeah. So I feel like this is just WWE going, hey, where are we not getting money? And you go, oh, we don't have a podcast yet. Let's do that. But my question is, what's what does a WWE podcast look like? Like, what does that mean? I mean, you're gonna have one guy doing it, obviously, and then have guests on, I guess. But is it gonna be like? a kayfabe thing like Talking Smack used to be or is it going to be like a table for three where you just have former wrestlers or current wrestlers just sitting down and talking I mean obviously this is like no one knows they haven't you know unveiled anything unveiled anything other than this news yeah but I'm curious as to what that's going to look like and what's that's going to do number wise I mean their numbers are going to be better than ours for sure I mean it's not very difficult (laughs) And okay, so let's let's cut to the chase. This is the big news that broke that's pretty much taken over the wrestling world. NXT has officially been announced to move to USA Network as a 2-hour live show starting on September 18th. Now, there's a lot to unpack here. We talk about the good, the bad, and the petty. Where do you want, where do you want to start this off, Jay? I feel like we're going to go a, a long, like, free, long amount of time on the petty. So I'm going to start with the good. Okay. This good of WWE to get ahead of AEW. Mm-hmm. September. It's 18th, smart on their on their behalf. Yeah. For very sure. smart because it's four weeks away, three weeks away, something like that. Yeah. Uh. Good for NXT. Uh, maybe we can get more talent shine, uh, more light shined on like certain talent that we don't really get. Uh, Keith Lee, I know you're big on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was gonna call him Novak Djokovic, but the other guy. The, oh, oh, um, Dominic Djokovic. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, he's hurt, but yeah. I'm, but he was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Punishment Martinez's new Damian Priest. Damian whatever. Priest, yeah. Uh, as long as they keep the light off of Kona Reeves, I don't care. <laughs> uh, maybe this helps also establish Kushida mm. who hasn't really mm. done much since coming in mm-hmm. uh, Matt Riddle is going to 
be more on He'll the still be, yeah. yeah. And it brings uh, Velveteen, Adam Cole, uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Gargano. I mean, Gargano's probably coming yeah, up. Yeah, I was saying Gargano's probably though. coming up. That's why I didn't want to mention him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Undisputed Era brings him to the light more. Shayna Baszler, who's probably one of the second, maybe the second best wrestler yeah. on the roster. Yeah. Definitely the best heel on the roster right now. I think she's... Mm, she's definitely one of the best females on the roster. I, I argue to say best... Because in terms of technical ability in the ring, mm-hmm. I mean, Candice and um, and Io are just... When I say... They're top level. When I say best wrestler, I'm not just saying... Talk about the overall package. Overall package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her heel work, her yeah, promo yeah, yeah. work, her, her in-ring work. She's definitely the most polished and ready to go. Yeah, I, I mean, she's been in NXT for what, four years, something like that? Three years? Has it been that long? Almost. Chacho. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I do agree. See, and this is why I'm glad that we do this podcast the way we do it, and it's you and I, because when I'm super negative, because I've been super negative about this. Well, you're doing the bad, obviously. <laughs> You've been positive, and I appreciate that, because I hadn't thought about that, and you're 100% right. Mm-hmm. This gives, it going to two hours, gives some of these guys and gals more time to be on TV, to mm-hmm. get into the ring, to, to you know, hone their skills. Which was actually one of my bads about this being what it is. So let's let's get into the bads in my opinion. Mm-hmm. NXT is supposed to be a developmental brand. Yes. By putting it on USA as a live show, you are removing some of the pressure-free space mm-hmm. that these younger talents had to just go out there and learn. Yeah, you know NXT used to be, and when I say developmental, it's not just the wrestlers that are developmental. Their cast and crew are all people who are learning the business as well. Mm-hmm. So when there's a mistake, whether production wise or in the ring, they could edit it before it goes live. Yep. Now that they're going live, that room for error is not there. Yeah, they they don't have a safety net anymore. There's no more safety net. So these younger wrestlers who are being taught in the in the performance center, people like Aaliyah. Um, who's been with them for years and is only now starting to crack regular TV appearances as as Born and Bougie. Mm-hmm. You know, she had enough. She had TV appearances on NXT in years prior when they focused more on the developmental side. Once they started focusing more on the established names like the Shinsuke's and the Finns and blah blah blah, she wasn't on TV as much anymore. But now that you have the two hour slot, now potentially what I think they should do. Is the same way that Raw splits up like two hours as family friendly and the third hour as like the the attitude era. Mm-hmm. I think they should have the first hour be the developmental hour and the second hour be your established hour. So your first hour can be where you have your Damian Priests, you know, versus Kona Reeves. I don't like Kona Reeves, but just someone who's like learning as an example. Mm-hmm. You know, gonna have them in the first hour, you know, Tanera Conti versus Aaliyah in the first hour. These are people who need the reps. And then the second hour, you can have your big names who are a sneeze away from the main roster. You know? My issue with that would be who would want to watch that first hour now? I mean, if people watch NXT. Yeah, but they these people weren't highlighted as much. To give them an entire hour dedicated to learning the business, it, it, it may be a little boring. Like, all right, I'm going to watch AEW for the first hour. That's fair. And then I'm going to switch over back and forth between both channels to keep going. Okay. 
So, I don't know. So, I mean, the way NXT as a one-hour show normally is, is you have your opening promo, your opening match or something. That's that's usually high profile. Mm -hmm. Then the learning goes on, like, somewhere in the middle. And then you have your main event, which is usually, again, top-level stuff. If they can replicate that and stretch it out to two hours, or maybe the first half an hour is established, then the next hour is the training, and then the last half an hour. So you have 30, an hour and 30. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I do think that that's one of my concerns is that these younger talents who were able to use NXT as a cushion can no longer do that. And I feel like that might get into some wrestlers' heads. You know, like I'm, if I'm learning and you tell me go put on a live match versus put on a match and if there's mistakes we can cut it. Mm -hmm. My comfort level versus one or the other is going to be paramount. Yeah. You know, and so that's my one, that's one of my concerns with this move. Mm -hmm. Number two, I think this is going to do serious damage to WWE Network's numbers. NXT has been the top rated viewing show on the network for years. If NXT is no longer going to be exclusive to the network, there's a lot of people who are going to leave the network. There's going to be people who don't watch the network because it's going to go live on USA and then broadcast on the network, I think, a few days later or something like that. Oh, they're doing that still? I believe they're doing oh, I, that. I thought it was going to go the way of like Raw and SmackDown. Where it's like, like six, six months, months later. later. I like, hope yeah. not. No, no, no. I, from what I'm, if I'm not wrong, it's going to be a few days. Okay. Um, but still, I legitimately know people who have told me they only have the network for NXT. Mm. So if you no longer need to have the network for NXT... Why would you keep the network? You so, can probably find a stream of uh, a takeover. Exactly. Exactly. I, mean, I, I I feel like we only have the network for the pay per views and NXT. Yeah. Exactly. So I I mean I'm not gonna lie. Once in a while, if I get bored, I watch the documentaries. Their documentaries are fantastic. I've watched all their documentaries. Right? So it's like right for me. It's uh, whatever. I can't watch Batista's documentary again. <laughs> like 14 times. Yeah. Um, so I think that is, that's another major issue. That's gonna it's gonna do some real damage to NXT. Um, next big issue that I have. Rumor has it, Vince is gonna have his hands on this. Exactly. Rest in peace, NXT. And exactly, NXT was one hour of clean, concise storytelling, television, professional wrestling, entertainment show. Yeah. Now you stretch it to two hours with Vince in charge, or at least with Vince's hands on it. What are we gonna get? Are we gonna get nonsense? Are we gonna get some of that dumb, over the top dramatic storytelling junk from Raw and SmackDown, and you're gonna put it into NXT? I don't want that. The drama on NXT is so minimal. Like the biggest thing that they did was the uh, who hurt um, Aleister Black, mm -hmm. which is just a necessity because Aleister Black got legitimate injured. Mm -hmm. They had to figure out how to write him off. You know, I don't want Vince to ruin NXT. NXT is perfect as it is. And if Vince gets his hands on it, we may be seeing the beginning of the end of NXT. I, I, I think you took the words out for at least the last part perfectly for me. That's one of the big issues that I had was that when I saw that Vince may have a hand in dealing with NXT. I was like, ooh, NXT, man. I feel bad. 
I feel bad. And there's nothing that anybody else can do because he's the owner of the company. Yeah. I, if he wants to put Shayna Baszler versus Jessamine Duke in a Braun panties match because it makes well, absolutely no sense, he'll do that because he's a psychopath. <laughs> Let's I mean, move to the petty. Well, before we go to the petty, before oh, we go to the petty, I got a lot of petty. Okay, before we get to the petty, there's one glimmer of hope, in my opinion. Okay. There's a rumor that Vince is doing this, the two-hour thing, because he wants to see if Triple H can handle it. I don't buy that for a second. I said a glimmer of hope. If that's the case, because the next rumor that I heard that's kind of been squashed and not squashed is that Vince may take time off from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT to focus on XFL depending on how they're doing when they all start debuting in the fall. Mm. So if NXT is doing well on USA and SmackDown's doing fine on Fox... Then and NXT and, and uh, the XFL is starting to show a little bit. Vince might take time off to go take care of the XFL and leave Triple H as the head of creative mm. for all three of those shows. So, if he's testing Triple H to see if he can do that, then I'm all for it. Yeah. Then, cool, let's get it. But if not, then... Bring out your black gear because we got a funeral to go to soon. Yeah, it's gonna be a black tie event. Amen. Now get to your petty, sir. Okay. Now we usually state that we're on a wrestling page on Facebook mm-hmm. individually, mm-hmm. and I'm arguing with. I don't. I don't want. I don't remember. I'm not his gonna name. name names. I don't remember his name. But he's saying that AEW fans are so, like, uh, full of themselves or something like that. And I'm saying to him, WWE making NXT Live on Wednesdays the same time as AEW's weekly show, mm-hmm. that's counter-programming. 100%. He's like, no, it's not. NXT was on before AEW, so they're trying to counter-program NXT. And I'm like, listen, you doofus. <laughs> I didn't name call because we're adults here. NXT is on the network. Mm-hmm. Streams every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. 9 p.m. Streams. Means you can go back anytime and watch this. Mm-hmm. AEW didn't want to go on Mondays because they didn't want to combat Raw. They didn't want to go on Tuesdays right now because they didn't know... The NBA schedule with TNT and all that stuff. Yeah. Thursday, another NBA game. Mm-hmm. Friday, SmackDown. They purposely avoided Mondays and Fridays. So they don't counter-program WWE. Mm-hmm. So WWE takes it upon... Vince McMahon takes it upon himself to... Screw this. We're taking NXT live... We're putting it the same time slot. They're still keeping it on the same night just to combat AEW. And we're going to put it in like two weeks before they even air their stuff. How is this not counter-programming? like programming? 100% it is. It's undoubtedly counter-programming. Especially because, presumably, the NXT fan 
is the fan that appreciates work rate, which is the AEW fan. Mm-hmm. So you're going for the same demographic in terms of, you know, what fan are you looking? Because Raw is the casual. Raw is the person who watches, like... Raw is the sports entertainment fan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. SmackDown is the like the one who likes sports entertainment. They want to watch it twice a week. You know? These are the people who, who you know... Oh, yeah, SummerSlam is this weekend, right? Cool, I might watch that. Oh, I heard WrestleMania is next week. That's for Raw, that's for SmackDown, that's for sports entertainment, blah, blah, blah. Then you have, like, the indies who are, like, for the hardcores, right? The guys who can't get enough, they want to watch all the wrestling they can. Mm-hmm. Then you have the in-betweeners, the guys who, who like, work rate, who like some storytelling, who don't want to go chasing around the world to watch wrestling. That's what NXT was for. NXT was, you know, in WWE, where you can watch fantastic wrestling from fantastic wrestlers with minimal drama. But that's all the, that was the only place where you can get that. Mm-hmm. And so AEW decided that there was something missing in the world of professional wrestling and they wanted to provide that. And so they tried to. And that's what they're trying to do. And now WWE says, okay, cool. Guess what? Not only did we counter-program your Fight for the Fallen charity show with a show that we don't even advertise. That, yeah, exactly. With a show that from a com- from a promotion that we just have a contract with, we're going to counter-program your weekly shows with our, you know, wrestling show. Just, I don't know, man. What does this mean for NXT? What does this mean for the draft? It means more eyes for NXT. No, no, no. Um, what I'm saying is, are we going to have Roman Reigns go down to NXT? Are so, we going to have the superstars go up and down NXT? Like, for me, that would take away from NXT, like, significantly. See, and, and this goes back to my, my thing about developmental. If you start doing that, these people, these wrestlers don't get a chance to develop. They need to be able to work and try things out, get in the ring against other opponents in a live setting. And if you're if you're not on TV because John Cena makes an appearance, well, you're taking time away from a kid who needs to learn how to how to get in the ropes. Mm-hmm. If Seth Rollins wants to show up on NXT to have a 15 minute match with Tommaso Ciampa, that's 15 minutes taken away from someone who just got signed, was in the Mae Young Classic, but now she's trying to get into the the main roster. Like these people need reps. That's how you get better. That's how you become the best that you can be, by getting more reps. And if you start integrating Raw and SmackDown wrestlers, or sorry, superstars, into NXT programming, you're going to take away from that. You're going to take away people's reps. And it's, it's, I know they try and say NXT is its own brand. It's the third brand. It's Raw, SmackDown, NXT. They're all equal. They're not. You created NXT to help your wrestlers develop. You could have led them to the Performance Center, but you chose to make a live, a, a live filmed but pre-recorded show in order to help bridge those young talents from the Performance Center to your main roster. You decided to do that, and now you're eliminating that possibility. Because why? Counter-programming? I saw on Facebook someone was like, oh, we should have, like, Sami Zayn come back to NXT to have a match with so much. No. We shouldn't. What's the point then? 
you can't treat you can't treat NXT like Raw and SmackDown because of the fear the sheer fact that it's your developmental brand. If not, then find a new one. Go back to OVW and FCW. Oh, OVW is now owned by Al yeah, Snow. I know. My point was, you have a developmental brand for a reason. <laughs> you have a developmental brand for a reason. Development. Develop people. Can't. Let's 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 move on because I feel Let, like we we can go on for this forever. NXT has so, added two. Well, NXT UK has mm-hmm. added two more matches to their UK takeover Cardiff. Travis Banks versus Noam Dar. And the grizzled young veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake versus Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Triple threat for the NXT UK Tag Team Championship. I feel like they're going to give the belts to Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan really? Webster. Really? I mean, predictions is next week, but this yells Gallus to me. I'm Gallus could win the belts also. Where's Joe Coffee? I mean, he's still in the main event scene. I have no idea. I haven't honestly. I'm gonna be completely honest. I have not watched any U- NXT UK in a while. I, I try and keep up as much as I can, but it's it's tough. There's I'm gonna get back on it after after vacation. I'm gonna get back on it. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. again. We have the day of wrestling next week. Oh man, dude. Well, you have a day of wrestling. Well, yeah, with yeah. the uh, suburban boys. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be such a crazy day. I know. I'm, I'm gonna be uh, in like Miami on a boat. You know, whatever. Being I'm going to be in Long Island watching well, we'll just be... wrestling just all day. Yeah. Just all day. Yeah. I think Cardiff starts at 12.30. Royal Quest starts at 1.30. Oof. And then All Out starts at 7. Oof. Bro, it's just going to be wrestling, 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 wrestling. So what are you going to do? You're going to watch Cardiff first, uh, Quest after, and then... Well, Davis and I were talking about uh, war rooming it. Having... One TV airing Cardiff, another laptop or TV in the same room airing Royal Quest. Watch what we want to watch as it's happening. I don't like that simply because you can't you can't get all that information and if you're like if you're double dipping. Well, you know New Japan, their first three matches are usually like eight man tag matches. Yeah. So while that's happening, I can watch you know the first two matches of Takeover Cardiff, and while they're in the middle of some match that like no one beverage Travis Banks. I don't particularly care about that. So while that's going on, I can watch what's going on in New Japan. And there's three of us watching two shows. We can figure it. We'll figure it out. Right. We'll figure it out. Would it be the first time I'm watching like four things at the same time? Very true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Let's talk about Raw and SmackDown. Because I think there there's enough to talk about on both shows. Enough to sink our teeth into. And ha 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 ha. What? <laughs> I was, I'm sinking my teeth, no? <laughs> let's 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 go over some raw. <coughs> okay, I'm sorry. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt's fantastic new character that we're all so very much in love with, that WWE is threatening to try and make more family friendly. I swear, Vince, if you do it, I will hurt you. Not really, it's not a threat. Please don't sue me. Don't fire me. Don't find me. Don't do that. Anyway, The Fiend makes his first appearance in SummerSlam. What does he do? Gives Jerry the King Lawler the mandible claw. Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler was filling in for Corey Graves, who was out for the week. So he was on commentary. 
He initially came to the ring to do his King's Court nonsense. The lights start going out. He's like, nope, not playing this game. He books from the ring, <laughs> runs up to the stage, and lights come out on the stage, and there's the fiend. Gives him the mandible claw. Lights go out. There's Jerry the King Lawler. And I was like, okay, I like. This good. This good. And that gets Jerry the King Lawler off TV for the rest of the night. Which especially I like because filling in then is Vic Joseph. And Vic Joseph did a fantastic job on Monday Night Raw. He pretty much ended up filling in on the play-by-play mm-hmm. for Michael Cole, for especially for the, Ring of the King of the Ring matches. Oh, you know what it's like to hear a match being actually called? Instead of yelled at you? Instead of just yelled like catchphrases and nonsense? Like, Vintage Roman! Exactly! No, he was calling moves, he was calling spots, he's doing this and that. he does that, oh, what a kick out! And, and Michael Cole would try and like, oh, you know, and he'd just keep calling the match. Just, and just like, steamroll yes, him? Yes! Vic <laughs> Joseph, I love you. Step all over the call? Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, so that makes me a happy man. What wasn't amazing is what they've done to the club now. So, AJ Styles and Braun Strowman were supposed to have a one-on-one match for the United States Championship. This, of course, is leading off of last week, where <clears throat> they had that big hoopla at the end. And on their YouTube channel is when AJ made this challenge. So, in the middle of the match, it seems like Braun has the upper hand. So, of course, the OC jumps in, get disqualified, so AJ retains but loses the match. At first, this made me happy, because I'm like, this is what Bullet Club used to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't care. Strength in numbers. Exactly. It was strength in numbers. They didn't care if it was a title match. They didn't care who the opponent was. Their job was to make sure their dudes always went over. And cause havoc. And, and cause mayhem. Exactly. So, Braun's about to beat AJ. No, he's not. We're going to go in there. We're going to mess him up. He'll, he'll beat AJ by disqualification. Exactly. You're not, you're not Ex- the U.S. champion. Exactly. Now. You're not beating us. We're keeping this belt here. A hundred percent. And I was like, yes, okay, good. Of course, Seth Rollins comes out, cleans house. I'm like, really? Come on now. Come on. So that leads to Seth Rollins going to, to Strowman. He's like, yeah, I got your back like you got me last week. You know, I know you want my universal title, but first, let's go take those tag titles off of Gals and Anderson. And he goes and he makes it official. So the main event for the night for the Raw Tag Team Champions, for the Raw Tag Team Championships, excuse me, Defending champs Gallows and Anderson of the OC versus Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. I'm not going to discuss the result because I will be angry. So if you'd like to, you can tell the folks. Two weeks ago, they're booking the OC Strong. Last week, they're booking the OC Strong. And this week, you have booked them strong. And then you have... Gals and Anderson dropped the tag titles to Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman for reasons unbeknownst to me. Me too. The one thing that I, I loved about this situation is the memes. They put a, a, a side-by-side Nicholas. profile. It was like, man, Nicholas grew up quick. <laughs> like, that made me laugh. I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, other than that... Why? I don't know. For me, have AJ drop the belt so AJ can move to the main event scene. I don't want him in the mid-card belt right now. That didn't happen. 
No, it didn't. <laughs> it's like, all right, the club will lose a belt. Just not the U.S. belt. The tag titles. They lose the tag titles. And if I'm Gallows and Anderson, I'm like, why the hell did I sign a contract for this? Mm-hmm. For this? And the way they lost is what really upsets me. Because A, it was clear as day. And B, this dude Braun Strowman got the hottest hot tag that's it's ever existed. Scolding hot. Bro. Scolding I, hot tag. Like, not even on my Xbox do I get a hot tag this good. <laughs> it's crazy. because So Gals and Anderson start beating up on Braun to start the match. They get rail him into the posts. Blah, blah, blah. He's out for the count for a while. So they're beating up on Seth Rollins. It's a 2-1-1. And as soon as I see this, I go... They, I know where this is heading. They finna drop the belts. Fact. So, of course, as, it, as the, the match starts to crescendo, here comes Braun Strowman, gets the hot tag, wipes out Gals and Anderson like nothing. One, two, three, pinfall. I'm like, what is this? What is this? This is the new tag team champions, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. Nonsense. Braun Strowman, two-time tag team champion. Oh, yeah, and his tag partners were equally trash. I don't know if Seth Rollins is... Seth Rollins is... He's not trash. I just don't like him and I'm mad at him. All right. Don't yell. I'm sorry. Told you, I get worked up. I guess so. Let's let's bring it down a little bit. Let's bring it down. Let's some similar. It's King of the Ring. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Why haven't they been doing this all year? Samoa Joseph <laughs> defeats Antonio Cesaro. Such a match. In the oh. opening round of the King of the Ring tournament. It was so good. And honestly, if I'm being truthful, if uh, truthfully, truthfully, I don't think there's been a bad match for the King of the Ring so far, aside from a result we'll get to later on in, okay. in the in the program. Okay. And then we had Cedric Alexander, C- Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> Cedric Alexander defeating Cedric Sammy Zane. Cedric the Sports Entertainer. Stop it! <laughs> this guy, get him, get him everything. <laughs> I can't even say it. Cedric Alexander defeated Sammy Zayn in their opening round of the King of the Ring. My only issue with this match was a little short. And it's a little short, but I, I especially like the result. That and Sammy Zayn's. Post match meltdown off air. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, it's on the uh, the WWE on the YouTube, YouTube channel. Page. Yeah, it's okay. just him running down the company mm. again as usual. Mm. But so far, these match. I mean, again, they're booking the King of the Ring tournament well until we get to SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, okay. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yes, we will get to it. Um. So let's 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 slide over. He's talking King of the Ring. So Andrade and Apollo Crews are set on the first round of the SmackDown bracket. And again, good match. Mm -hmm. Really good match. Mm -hmm. When I saw these two on the same bracket, I knew who was going to win. Of course. I don't like the predictability of it. But I'm totally cool with Andrade winning. And I like the way that he won. It made sense. Where Apollo was distracted by Zelina Vega. Mm -hmm. She needs to be more involved Mm -hmm. in, 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 Mm -hmm. in the heel work. 100%. And there's people saying, like, oh, Andrade can't win because, they, you know, whenever someone wins the King of the Ring, they have the promo. They always cut the promo. Yeah. And Andrade's English isn't good. I'm like, yeah, but he has Zelina. Mm-hmm. If he wins, all he has to do is hand her the mic. 
you guys don't speak to the king uh, directly. I'll speak for him. Boom. Bun. Done. Dunskies. This is what I do, man. I've been doing this for 29 years. The only thing that is that we know, I know he's not going to win because he's still doing this Rey Mysterio thing. Mm. So they have to finish doing that. He's probably going to get eliminated in the next round. <sighs> I hope not. Man, I look at the bracket. I don't I know think who's Ali, up I think he'd be up against Ali, the winner of the Ali match. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. That's going to be a good... Man, love King of the Ring. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was the first King of the Ring match of the night. The second one was the one that was a wet fart. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm looking at our list, and I'm like, that match is fantastic. What are you talking about? Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Some of the King of the Ring match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that, that ring, was... Yeah. First of all, Elias is still 24-7 champion. And he had a signed note by Shane, the, the best in the world, Shane McMahon, that the 24-7 rule will be suspended, suspended as long as he's in the King of the Ring. So he can focus on the King of the Ring. And he had a little funny segments where uh, him and R-Truth are staring, the stare down, and then there's the ref hiding in plain sight, and he, like, opens his jacket, and he's just like, where is he? And he points to the, like, booth like thing, case, case yeah, yeah. and Drake Maverick is in there. And I was with like... His pant- with, his, with his patented wanted sign. Yeah, and he's got Elias on there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When I laughed the most, he's like... I just want to consummate my marriage. <laughs> What's great was that at some point, and I like little detail like this, where he's like choking Drake Maverick, and he Drake Maverick's supposed to be reading the letter, saying that you know it's suspended, and he's trying to go like oh, I can't read it. He's choking like, me. He's like, he's like, do you mind? <laughs> and I was like, okay, see, little things like that I can appreciate, but but I can't appreciate is Elias. Going over Kevin Owens. First of all, they made Kevin Owens look like a little, <sighs> yeah, bia. Yeah, I, I don't like the way Kevin Owens came off this week. He did not look good by any means. Mm-mm. He he goes to plead to to uh, Shane McMahon to remove the fine, which I'm like, oh, okay, fine. But then, like the entire like the rest of the show is. Pretty much him acquiescing to Shane McMahon, who's like, okay, fine, you have to admit that you're wrong. Okay, fine, I was wrong. And if you touch another official referee, then you're fired. And he's like, okay, fine. So then that's how Elias ends up winning, where he's wearing the official shirt, mm-hmm. the referee's jersey. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, remember, you can't hit him or you get fired. So Kevin Owens can't even hit him. And so, what happens? Elias wins. Elias isn't an official. He's just wearing a shirt. I don't. If I wear a a referee shirt and I go to a Foot Locker, they don't think I'm employed there. (laughs) A special guest referee, or a referee, or an enforcer, quote unquote. I don't even like the special guest enforcer because that's not an official capacity. No, it's just. An enforcer is not an, an official. It's a glorified manager with a referee shirt on. Exactly. So, a referee or a special guest referee, is for that one singular match. Mm-hmm. A referee cannot be a participant. You are not watching an NBA game or an NFL game or an NHL game or an MLB game where the referee or the umpire then participates in the game, scores a goal or hits a home run or throws a pitch, 
and then goes back to being the official. That's not how that works. Uh, Pete Alonso, home run. All right, I'm up. I'm going to bunt and get on first base. I need a runner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. You're either a participant or you're an official. So they bungled that match. Mm. What a way for Kevin Owens to go out of the King of the Ring. The King of the Ring. And that's how you get eliminated? Ugh. Yeah, at least we got a three-banger as opposed to, you know, a no-banger. I guess. But, again, I can't complain too much about King of the Ring because right now... It's fire. We're doing it. We're doing it big. Now, outside of King of the Ring, we had another top-notch match. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The best-kept secret? Guess what? The secret is out. Buddy Murphy... My guy. Him and Daniel Murphy. You mean, you mean, so you mean Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. What did I say? Daniel Murphy. All and this, I wrote Daniel Murphy in the notes. Yeah, all this, all this, I wrote Daniel Murphy in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> what is What is that? Oh, my God. Baseball on the brain. Bro, I've been so wrapped up in baseball with the Mets. Playing with Daniel Murphy playing. has to play for the Mets in like four years. No, I know. Thank God. I can't stand stone hands. But... I'm so wrapped up in... Oh, my God. I gotta... Can you proceed, please, while I gather myself? <laughs> Buddy Murphy and Daniel Bryan... ...had a bang-up match. Oh, my God. ...where Buddy Murphy came out looking extra strong. Wins clean over Daniel Bryan. Because Rowan tried to get in shenanigans with him. And that backfired on Daniel Bryan. Then we had the Murphy's Law on Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. I can't. I can't hear Daniel Bryan without thinking Daniel Murphy. I can't. Oh my god. I don't know what's going on. I, woof, it's it's definitely Friday. And then you see watch baseball and like Daniel Murphy's running the bases. Get somebody your <laughs> running knee. <laughs> Safe. out of some catcher and the mask go flush. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> I'm dying. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ignore me. Just, I'm not here. May I continue? Please. Before the match, I'm Daniel Bryan crying. and Rowan, I, I see this. You need my sheets? <laughs> Daniel Bryan and I, I almost said Murphy. Daniel Bryan and Owen. <laughs> Damn it, William. <laughs> They're backstage. They got a bag over some guy's head. Uh-huh. And Daniel Bryan is saying, don't go anywhere or else. Why are you Googling Daniel Murphy? <laughs> Shut up! Just keep doing what you're doing. Oh my god. This thing has gone off the rails. <laughs> I want to see what team is currently playing for. Oh, he's still with the Rockies? Poor team. Oh. Oh, God. So, Daniel... Daniel Murphy... <laughs> Daniel Murphy! Jesus! Yes! <laughs> Daniel Bryan... And Rowan... Have this guy backstage. Hood on. Like, not hood on, you know. Bag over his head. I think it's like a, like a towel, maybe? No, like it's a like black a... black towel? Like a, it's a... Like a bag. Whatever. 
Like a cloth. Like a, like a sure. Like let's a, go with like a pill case. Okay, fine. And it's all speculation on on, on the Facebook page. People are going crazy. Uh, it's got to be Luke Harper. They no, keep it, cutting to it's, him. It's Lars Sullivan. Uh, I'm like, it's too small to be Lars Sullivan. And this guy, his hair, he like, if it's uh, Luke Harper, Luke Harper's gonna have a long hair still, unless he cut it. I was like, who could it be? The whole time I'm thinking, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm sitting here thinking, why would you stay sitting? Like, why? Why would you? He's not tied up. No, he's just he's just in a there, chair, hands, in a room. hands crossed, sitting in a chair. Daniel Bryan and, and Rowan go out, so Daniel Bryan has his match, and, and he's, he's still just, sitting there, bro. I, I Roman Reigns went over like, if that's me, I'm out. I'm out. The minute that door closes behind me, I'm out. I don't know. Whatever. So, this is the guy who attacked Roman Reigns. Uh-huh. We don't have a name. All we have is his likeness. Bro, they, un- they like, unveil who it is to end the show. And it's this jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so it, this guy who like sort of vaguely looks like Rowan at a quick glance, yes. The only similarities that this man has to Rowan is a red beard and a bald head. That's it. That's it. I'm like, what? I'm supposed to think this is like a doppelganger? This guy, shave his mustache and beard. He looks nothing like Rowan. Nothing. And that's how they end the show. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. What? This, what? What? (laughs) Nonsense. Nonsense. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know what they do. And the fact that's like, so this is just going to prolong the actual, it's Rowan. It's Rowan. It's Rowan. It's this is so boring. I'm like, this is boring nonsense. Like, what is the point of this? Oh, uh, actually, to finish off SmackDown in another boring nonsense, we have Bailey taking on Charlotte at Class Champions for the SmackDown Women's Champion. Charlotte's gonna win. People are upset about this. Yeah, because uh, Charlotte—they're turning Charlotte into Roman Reigns. Yeah, I used to enjoy Charlotte. I was never like, but she's a heel, so I was never a fan of hers because she was did good heel work. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to like her. I used to always root against her, and now I legitimately just don't. I'm I'm over it. I don't want to see her on my TV anymore. They're turning her into Roman Reigns. I used to get so geeked out about her feud with Sasha. I used to, I loved that feud with her and Sasha Banks, loved it. Mm-hmm. And then now I hear Charlotte, and I just roll my eyes. I'm like, oh god, here we go. That's not good. Not no, good. No, it's not. Not good. And I'm not the only person who feels that way. A lot of people feel that way. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what they're... Bro, they gotta take the foot off the pedal when it comes to Charlotte. Cause Some woman evolution that we are having, huh? They're they're alienating a lot of people. They need to figure it out. Because this ain't it. This ain't it. No, it is not. Oh, real, real quick, little bone to pick. Very, very quick. Why does WWE think... Why do they still think that talking about someone's, like, personal pain in real life is good heat? 
because Sasha Banks beating up on Natalia backstage and saying, go to hell and tell your dad I said hi. Mm. That does not garner any heat. Mm. All that does is make fans go, ew. ew. And not ew at Sasha. Ew at WWE. Yeah. This is not the 70s or 80s anymore. The kayfabe doesn't exist. Yeah. It's still we, real to me, damn it. We all understand that this is scripted storylines. Mm-hmm. So when you have a character who says, go to hell and tell your dad I said hi, no one's mad or disgusted at Sasha Banks. People are mad and disgusted at WWE and at Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting. Yes. Why are you using this poor woman's dead father to try and get heat? That's not how you get heat. That's not even cheap heat. That's not cheap heat. That's not go away heat. That's not heat at all. That's just, you're disgusting. And this is the second time this year they've done it. They, I don't know why Vince is convinced that this works, that this is a thing. No one cares. Sasha said that, not a single, like, there weren't boos. There wasn't O's, it was like... No, it was like, oh. It almost sounded like groans rather than boos. It's not what you want. I don't... It's not okay. No, it's not. This is not okay. Using Natalia's father's death is not okay. Using Roman Reigns' dad's death. What did I say? Natalia's death. Natalia's father's death is not okay. Using Roman Reigns' leukemia is not okay. Using things of this nature, it's not cool. It's not. I guess they want to keep that real aspect. Whatever. Stupid. It is stupid. It is stupid. (laughs) It's stupid. It, we tune in every week, and we do a podcast every week. Every week for the last year. But there, I mean, but it's not like there's not good in the bad, you know. I'm glad that we still watch and we still do this because if not, we would have missed out on the fiend. I love the fiend. We would have missed out on the set of the King of the Ring matches so far, which have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, Raw and SmackDown can be good. They just gotta stop sprinkling in the crap. That's the problem. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Just a quick... Yes, birthday boy. It's been a full year since we switched to weeklies. Really? Yeah, I mean... Calendar year. uh, It really did happen on the 21st. Okay. It is the 23rd today, but... We've been uh, doing weeklies for a year. For a year. Wow. Wow. Look how far we've come. So we've been doing weeklies for a straight year, but our first podcast was Money in the Bank mm-hmm. 2018. Which we've always celebrated on the show, and that was fun. Yes. That was fun, but this is the first weekly. Yeah, it's the first weekly. Like, All right. Your anniversary of the first weekly. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a nice way to end it. Yeah. I was angry. Good job. Yeah. Add a good. Add a. Add a boy shades. Yeah, boy. Add a boy. Um, uh, hold on. Breaking news. John Moxley, aka Mox, looks like he's suffered some sort of injury, and he is out of all out. What do you got for us, shades? A Mox pox. Go ahead. John Moxley tweets out, I'm absolutely gutted to have delivered this news, but I'd rather it come directly from me. In a nightmare scenario, a serious case of MRSA 
has returned to in my elbow. The timing couldn't be worse. This is the circumstances I am forced to pull out of the fight on August 31st versus Kenny Omega at All Out. Jeez. That, that timing couldn't be worse. That is horrible. Timing could not be worse. Because now mm-hmm. he's also going to miss them debuting on live TV. Yep. And they need him for that. Yep. Oh, that's... <sighs> okay. But it looks like they... Now, is the following... Is he his replacement for that night? Or is that scheduled for a different time? Right now, it's just saying... Do we have any details at all? No details. Okay. All we have so far is Kenny Omega versus Pac has been confirmed. Correct? Yes and no. Okay, what do we got? Right now, it's just Moxley tweeting. I haven't seen anything from from Pac yet. Okay. But this broke literally five seconds ago. Right. So, So I'm guessing, and it would make sense, because Kenny was supposed to face Moxley at All Out. So, if they could get Pac for All Out, that would make sense, because then all you had to do is insert Pac into that match with Kenny Omega. Yeah, actually, it has been announced. Okay. The co-main event now. Okay. Pac versus uh, Moxley, uh, Omega. That's official. Official. Wow. Wow. (laughs) What a way to go off, huh? Wow. (laughs) What a way to go off. So so that's a finish. That's a finish. That's a finish. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a wrap? I think I, I think we can go home. Hey, that's wrestling lingo for finish the match. Or podcast. Or in this case, podcast. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we should do stuff like this, like tell educate our, our, our listeners on wrestling lingo. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's my it's my gimmick as to be like the English teacher, and I, I teach them dictionary words. I've been dubbed the historian. Yeah. So. so mm. You could use this. We could talk about this off the air. But until then, that'll be a wrap on this week's episode. As always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples on number two. two. Apples, if you're not catching us on SoundCloud, you might be catching us on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples to Apples. Again, that's Grapples on number two. two. Apples, we try and post on there as much as possible. We would love to have some engagement from you guys so we can participate some more and get you guys involved in the conversation. As always, I have been Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be because that's who I is. Joined by my hetero life mate, the birthday boy himself. Man the hour, man with the power. Knocking back whiskey sours. <laughs> Cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Yeah, boy. Shades. We will catch you guys next week. Do not forget to tune in. Because an apple a day keeps bad wrestling away. Peace. Peace and love, man.